I love to leave you hanging, don't I? So if you tuned in yesterday, you know we were talking about ways to be an everyday witness. And so here I am, I'm gonna dive right in with some practical tips. Number one, we should really strive to form relationships with people who already seem to like us. If you know me, you know that I have a very strong personality to say the least. Some people are not attracted to that at all and indeed even repelled by it. However, others really connect with me right off the bat. It's those people that I meet in restaurants or at parks or at church that I need to follow up with. It might work for you too. We need to know their names and practice saying them. If you're friendly like me and meet a lot of people, name practice is key. If we are in a restaurant, we need to ask for the same waiter by that name we just learned and tip well. After all, evangelism says something, but it also does something. Hey, you should tweet that. If the person I met is in church, I need to follow up with her during the week. And I don't have to be afraid because remember that you and I are focusing on people that we connected with, people who already seem to like us and who seem like they're offering an open door. Number two, we need to include Jesus in our normal non-witnessing conversations. This may not be witnessing per se, but we can find opportunities to inject our testimonies, praise reports, and even struggles into our conversations in relatable ways. Even if our time is limited, we can find ways to inject a little Jesus into our talk. What I have found, though, is that this kind of witnessing doesn't work if it's conjured up. Jesus will naturally flow out of me if I've been spending time with him, and people will appreciate that genuineness. What they don't appreciate is when they feel like a conversation or friendship was formed just out of motives that they would consider shallow. Think about it. Who wants to be considered a project to be worked on? Third, we need to be ready to invite that person to an event or pray for the person or witness, whatever the occasion calls for. So invite, pray, witness. My main goal is Jesus, but I don't want this friendship just to be collateral. I need friends, and I've talked about that multiple times on this blog. Again, you can read about that everywhere on thebeaminmyeye.com. I don't want to have a project person and miss how God could bless me through that friendship. A person that I've genuinely befriended will be much more likely to want to hear the gospel and to connect with me in a spiritual way as well. I just have to be willing to open my mouth and make Jesus known while embracing how far we've gotten in that relationship that started over an everyday event. Number four, and this last tip is going to maybe sound mean, but I like to keep it real. There are some relationships that start out great but quickly take a downhill turn. Can I get a witness? If I find that a well-intended opportunity is not yielding any results, I may have to move on. That doesn't mean I don't still love the person or try to connect with the person every once in a while, but I can't continually invest my efforts in something that is dragging me down or yielding few results. That's just not wise in any area of life, and in friendship, I can't be close if we can't connect in the most important way. These are my words, but what does the Bible say about our witness? Two scriptures come to mind. In 1 Peter 3:15 it says, "Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason, excuse me, to give the reason for the hope that you have." It sounds like Peter, inspired by God, believed that we should be constantly meditating on the hope that Jesus gives us so that we are able to share with whoever whoever we see always. I want to be so in love with Jesus that he pours out of me at the restaurant, at the movies, or wherever I happen to be, and that the hope is infectious too. The Bible also says in Ephesians 5, 14 through 16, For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as, uh, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. The Ephesians verse was our camp scripture last year. Friends, we must, in the words of the King James Version, redeem the time. Redeeming is trading something in. I want to trade in my usual worldly focus for putting my attention on what will matter, which is discipling people into the kingdom. 
I can't think of anything friendlier than showing people that the way to freedom in this life and eternal life and that friendly redemption has to start where I am every day. I want to end this post with a video that really made an impact on my life. Now, obviously, guys, you can't watch a video on a podcast. So I want you to go visit thebeamofmyeye.com, check out the post called An Everyday Witness, and you'll see this video. It's by Penn Gillette, the magician who is also a known atheist. He talks about the value of a person who was unwilling not to share with Gillette, knowing that he very well could have been rejected. Gillette also talks about the power of genuine caring instead of surface-level interaction, which is what made the difference and softened Penn's heart at least to hear the man's message. I hope you're blessed and convicted as I was and that you give thought to how you might become more of an everyday witness. Have you been able to connect with anyone you've encountered outside of church? What tips would you add to my list? I would love, love, love if you would go to my blog, go to Everyday Witness, and leave a comment on your tips in the comments. Thanks so much and have a great day.